0: Let's roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for all things kings of war. Mark Zalinski, Jeremy Duval, and Rob Fanouf as they delve into the world of Mantica and bring you in-depth coverage of all things kings of war.
1: Welcome to CounterCharge. My name is Mark Zelensky. And that's it. I'm by myself today. Our brand new counter UK reporter, Steve Hildrew had the opportunity to run over to Mantic Open Day, and he had the opportunity to also grab some sound with Ronnie Renton and, of course, some interviews with you, the Counter-Charge listening audience. So why don't you go ahead and settle back with your favorite brew, relax, and enjoy some interviews recorded live at UK Mantic Open Day, May 4th, 2019. So I'm Steve Hildrew. Hello, and I'm Ronnie. And welcome to Countercharge, Ronnie. Thank you so much for having us here at Mantic Open Day. Yeah, Spring Night 2019
2: Open Day. It's lovely to see you. Yeah, it's very nice to be here. Uh, so how many open days have you done now? Oh gosh, well, beginning. This is our tenth year. September is ten years. So, and I think we started the first one so two a year. Really? 18,
1: 19? 18 and 19. So you've got this down to a fine art Uh, now. Well, you'd like to think so, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's pretty packed out there as well. Yeah, it was
2: full, full sellout. I mean, we literally sold out all the tickets within about four or five days of them going up. So it is becoming one of those because each time there's people saying, I want to come to the next one, and I enjoyed this one. Um... It's becoming a, a kind of sell-out event, so soon we'll have touts outside selling tickets. <laughs> <laughs> or people like me
1: that just turn up and beg to come in, yeah. that, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, for those who haven't been here or can't be here or aren't in the right country, tell us a little bit about what's the what's the point of Romantic open Way? what's kind of what's the
2: ethos, how does it work? So, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a gathering of, of, of Romantic fans, really. Come in, see what we've got going on, see what's coming up, meet the team, spend some time with us. Um, running demos, running games that are about to be released, playtesting games. As it's become more established, interestingly, now we've really kind of, you know, we've probably done you know, quite a lot, 10 maybe 15 at this venue now. 15 not quite, but certainly getting that way. People now know it's here. So mm. for a while there was a cake stand, but that cake stand now been taken over by people doing the role-play game. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And the people playtesting uh, a game that's coming up. In a couple of months on Kickstarter, oh, there's a leak. Uh, <laughs> there are t- two people. tables, you know, two rooms being run here. You know, we had a while ago. The Walking Dead was tested here. It's great for us. We get some real live feedback. We get some 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 input into the game. Mm-hmm. We also, you know, kind of audience test. Once it's been through the day, so it's, it's yeah, you, know, you never know what you're going to get. I think if you turn up, you have a lot of fun, a lot of excitement. The energies are high. Yeah. Um, and there's always some cool and exciting things, and it's genuinely, you know, it's kind of raw. We kind of, okay, what's, what's super hot? What's Let's cool, see what's and, going. And we use these as release schedules, so I'm sure next week we'll have some announcements and some more right. stories will leak. You know, things like the wild hunt and, and what we're doing with the Hellboy license and so on and so forth. As yeah. Well. This is a great opportunity for us to. To get people here, have some fun, and
1: so this will this will go out after you've done the announcements, so we can talk about them now. If that's if that's cool yeah, with you, yeah,
2: I mean, it's, I mean, it's kind of all here for, isn't it? It's
1: yeah, like, a little bit. Yeah, I um, suppose so. So talk about what's what's coming up. What's the exciting you?
2: Well, I mean the the big I mean the big things that we've got a whole summer where everything we're releasing is direct to retail. It's not been on Kickstarter. is is that new for you? Yeah, I mean, it's it's never happened. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) yeah, not you know, for a long time. And that's a sign that the communities that we're getting for each of our games is self-sufficient now, sustaining itself. So, Dead Zone Escalation book comes out in a month's time, beginning of June. Right. And Dead Zone's got a really big, a growing global community. Yeah. People like it, love it. The scenery, the interaction. You've got new factions coming for the vault chasers which came out of the Star Saga game. Yeah. You've got the mercenaries that came out of that so that you can use these. But the whole idea that you know the dead zone is people just diving in there, Murder, that yeah, whole yeah, yeah. it fits with the IP. Some new rules, some new errata. So it's I think it's a hundred and twenty page rule book.
1: Right, so it's a proper refresh kind of a next phase?
2: Not a you know, I mean just a hundred and twenty page of cool extra stuff. Extra it, stuff it, it to isn't, play. It isn't knocking out, you know, the the cool rule book, it's not a 1.5 version, or in case 2.5, because we're on the second edition already. Yeah, yeah. And it's no, it's just more great stuff for Dead Zone, yeah. which is which is wonderful. So, Escalation comes out June with. Some new models, some new gobblers, obviously, because Rob's been involved in the does <laughs> uh, seems to be quite goblin-focused
1: at the moment. Yeah,
2: definitely, it He's got a little bit too harsh a grip on shirt. I think you're going to
1: have to prize his sweaty claws. He wore that's what you need. Yeah,
2: they, they'll be coming. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, I shot my load too early with the uh, Vanguard dwarves. Uh, so. a little bit. Um, we then follow that up with more Vanguard. We've got the goblins, obviously. Coming, which yeah, yeah, mention, we noticed. Um, which are not never ends on Kickstarter. These are absolutely direct, have some beautiful models, and it's, it shows what happens when we plan the first four races. But if you try and do twelve races yeah. you know, for a Kickstarter, everything ends up becoming a bit formulaic, a little bit just bash it out, getting mm. done. Because we had Tales Plan the 4, they were all, you know, the, the Northern Alliance, the Nightcrawlers, the that Night! No. <laughs> so they were... Uh, Come on! And, uh, so they, they we have been working on those for a while. Even the dwarves, I think, a little bit, weren't quite as much as I would have wanted them to be. Yeah. Um, I think they were lovely sculptures. we were still chesting out our resident at the time. But the goblins, because we'd delivered the Kickstarter, it was out there. We could come at them and say, Right, let's look at the concept, look at the story, let's make sure we get some great skills, and make sure the other rules are as exciting as the figures are. Yeah. Some planes dropping bombs, more beasts. Water launchers, you know, yeah. really pushing the edge of the envelope, which we had in the base, you know, with the palace, Ogre Palace. Ogre Palace, guard. palace guard, yeah. I think that's what's really interesting, actually, because obviously a lot of these
1: ones, these early races, they're generic fantasy races, and things like Night Stalkers is, it's your IP. No one has yeah. Night Stalkers. So for Goblins, everyone has Goblins, so trying to come up with something that actually makes you go, that's a Mantic Goblin, is quite difficult, yeah. I think, and you well, can actually it, do it that. Takes,
2: it takes time, and yeah. that's where with the Dwarves, you've got the Dwarf Plot Riders, Dwarves still never cavalry, What well, they do. Yeah. <laughs> Steel Behemoth, and that's where you know I don't see a, I don't see a dwarf army, whether it's magic models or not, that doesn't have a Steel Behemoth to right, have the right. Rock Riders, because, and that's what happens. I think with a, with a almost we we pressed a reset on the on the fancy setting and said let's start off. Yeah. People need a stepping off point. You know we've not done Kings and Men because it allows people to create their own starting point. Yeah, the well, goblins, dwarf elves are now at stepping off points, but slowly but surely each and every step they become. Mantic elves, yeah. mantic dwarfs, and, magic. And these are now, the goblins are taking on their own feel. They're a bit more mechanical. And yeah. well, I mean, and of course, then it allows you, all the people who are in the world, to say, this is what Basileia is, this yeah. is what the Northern Alliance is, this is what um, the Abyss is. Yeah. And it grows until eventually you've got your own fully complete, fully developed world. And that just takes ages. ages it it and does, does take it. a long time, but, but it allows nice. maturity, doesn't it? And, 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 and the better. If you try and rush it, it feels rushed, it feels forced upon. Whereas if you allow it to grow organically, it takes on its shape. And, you know, the summer campaigns then inform the books, the books inform... And the rules committees develop at the same time. So the competitive play versus they just running up a whole lot of troops and beating the crap out of your mate on a weekend play, both develop in nice ways, yeah. rolling your models out. It's that background world, isn't it? So, you
1: know... Um... Brandon Rossborn and his, his, his um, I forgot what the company's called. Winged Hussar. Winged Hussar. I started to flesh out some of the yeah. kind of the more meaty fluff of the universe for, for the Vanguard Kings of War type universe. And the same in, um, in Dead Zone as well. Yeah. So, does that, do you, I think some of the strength of, 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 of Kings of War and the universe is that it's allowed people to um, define their own worlds a little bit and they like to tell their own stories and all that kind of stuff. Oh,
2: and I always, it was always my intention that the world was a very big, canvas. Right. And on purpose, you, no one will ever get to play with the very biggest of characters. They are above we'll never model them. Yeah. We might draw them, we might talk we might talk about them. Yeah. But they're not going to turn up on a two thousand point battlefield near yeah, you soon. Yeah, yeah. Because be and, and, and if you go back in time remembering this is a world where you know the mode of transport will be by boat or by cart or by horse. Yeah. So big All by cam- flying
1: goblin thing
2: now. Yeah, correct. Well, they've got, they've got a limited range. <laughs> oh, okay, well, so okay. Yeah. High There's not jumbo jets. Yeah. So it's weeks and months. So moving armies further than you know. Uh, okay.
1: Skirmish, yeah. Expanding borders and that kind of stuff. It,
2: it, it is a long, slow process and a grind process. So I think it allows us to set bits up, you know, and and. Goblins live in every forest, you know, yeah, yeah. there'll be an outclave, a little camp, and two or three of them might get together and attack the local keep, or a... so there's always a reason for a battle, yeah. you know, there's always a reason, an elf, you know, unit is marching from one elf area to another and will encounter something yeah. on the way, so you're you're allowed to be the king, the king to yeah. war, you are the king. But there's many, many kings. Many, many
1: kings. That's actually, I mean, elves is a bit of a uh, a specialist. So I I love elves, and, you know, that's... um, And I've been reading up on some of the background fluff on the original book for elves, because, spoiler warning for house listeners, we've got a, a narrative workshop coming up on elves, right? And actually, it's not generic fantasy elves. The elves of Mantica aren't your we're the old race and we're dying elves. And actually, Northern Alliance is an elf faction. It's led by an elf in the original book now you've got very even kin quite which has become a big thing in the kindred community because they're so broken um, <laughs> they're just another faction of elves and they're all, and there's a number of they're like a young race that's growing and that's something i think a lot of the community have missed is is that that is a different spin and it's going to change do you think are you, are you up for sweeping changes to factions like i don't know merging nightstalkers and twilight king for example
3: i think that's what they <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. have because i think what's happening is oh all... I mean, the, the, the kind of thing to understand, there's three corners of a triangle in the Mantic universe. There's good, yep. evil, right. and nature. yep. And nature is its own force. And, it, and it's not neutral, it's nature. yep. And it will be as ruthless to either of those two factions if it sees a threat to the balance or the harmony. Yep. And the elves are not the living personification of that. They are part of it but because they have their own kind of haughty ideals that they hold to they're on the spectrum you know and then what starts to happen is when you realise that raising the undead is not necessarily evil it's actually just a use of magic it's the fact that most of the time it's necromancers who are lunatics that do it <laughs> that makes it evil yep. you realise that there's whole races that well why use slaves when we can use skeletons to build pyramids yep. so as you start developing this Story uh, and these this this uh, dynamic between these three spaces, it, it it creates its own story and its narrative. And then, as you put new races in there, like the Night Stalkers, yeah. the Abyss, the Abyssals, and what's happening, you start creating new bad guys. The the, the yeah you know, the kind of plot thickens, and the space for where you can then make an interesting story of the elves yeah. going wrong starts to develop. Yeah. and how they come about, and, 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 and all of that I think is going to be revealed in the next few years because Matt's got some, some big plans. Some
1: big plans. And is, is Matt the main driver for these kind of story developments?
2: Matt's certainly holding, the, you have to have one person that's going to hold the IP, yeah. and I'll come in I want oh, yeah. yeah, I want this. Yeah. More Dwarfs. Mold yeah. and, Dwarfs. And, you know, mine with him is always about just making sure it doesn't it doesn't become micro, it stays yeah. macro, and that while we'll move the narrative on and establish more of the history we're not going to start saying what happened on this day that day in this place and yeah. put every town down and every city down and you know there's some some great easter eggs i don't know if you've seen the vanguard book i have yeah library. with the big map yeah 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 yep, all and over that started drawing some of that out people have realized oh my god this is we've only started here it's going to go here how close are we to a name uh, i don't know anywhere close The so ah. one came up there's a few But naming stuff's quite hard because there's always something like it or different to it, or it has connotations to different people. But like with anything, a name comes and then just sticks. Right. When it happens, you will know about it. We'll know about
1: it. So, your Adepticon talk, you talked about um, the uh, Ophidian, the secret faction. It's like Ronnie's making a face now that you can't see because uh, you're listening yeah. to this, but he's making a face that says, I'm not going to say anything. But fine. That, <laughs> you can make but so it's there's some, so some stuff here, isn't there? That's uh, exciting that's coming up. Is that gonna, an announcement over the next few weeks, months? Yes. So how, is it far enough in advance that we can talk about it now? So when this is Absolutely. released?
2: Absolutely. Um, let's talk about that. I'm okay. excited. So the first rule of the league
1: yep. is you don't talk about the league. The league video. <laughs> okay. And that's it. So. Uh, I thought I was really excited. I thought exclusive is going to come to me. Not the league is going to be right. Oh, yeah, John, Don't talk about the league. Um, good. So um, back <laughs> to the open day because I'm not going less to Let's talk about
2: the league. Um, it's what, what what we've got, now Is there is we're trying to get this the whole world multi-layered. So you've got you've got your you know, shining ones and, yeah. and 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 Celestians, which are where the religious, the old gods. Yeah. So there's this. This worship. We've got the three heroes, but then putting it on a kind of very it's a human level, but a a a, a, a a a level that what people live in, because it's they're so The are that mm-hmm. level is it's a world like this is very open to manipulation. Yep. And the pride of the owls, the greed of the dwarfs, the ambition of the abyssals. Um, allows for conflict. Conflict allows for profiteering, it allows for manipulation at a government level. There is no Geneva Convention here. Assassination is entirely within the boundaries of perfectly normal behaviour. And
1: the power of misinformation is magnified dramatically by the lack of communication channels, right?
2: So on top of each of their own races playing their own game, and trying to drive their own agenda, there's other, specifically the league, is another powerful vested interest group that you will never see, you will never interact with, yeah. except events will happen that are clearly...
1: Driven the by outside force. and so forth. Nice.
2: And these are almost, you know... Uh, probably driven by the profit motive or the power motive yeah but they are not so unsophisticated as simply to get their own troops line them up and start fighting people yeah
1: yeah. this is about domination cool
2: and it's and and actually the game we've got coming is about how those guys deploy people on their behalf nice so it's kind is it more of a
1: we talking about a board game is it our card? No, we're, we're going
2: to go. We're going to actually going to go. What we're doing is we spend a lot of time talking about the macro, but the the actual game is pretty micro. It's going to be a whole lot of fun, and I think when people get where we're going with it, I hope there's going to be a lot of belly laughs and, and yeah. giggles because
1: um, backstabbing and manipulation.
2: My favourite do, thing. Doing the un, doing the un, doing the unthinkable. Yeah. Is that playtesting here today? Correct. Those are the two secret rooms. How do you get a go? Did you not get a, did you not get thingy in your
1: plastic bag? No, I didn't get a plastic bag, see, because I'm because I'm not a proper invite. I just walked in. See, if you don't pay, you don't get to play.
0: <laughs> so, it's in deep the plastic new...
1: bags, there was I'm talking, about I'm not talking about paying. That's talking about my bag full of goodies that I've been in. For those who don't know about the open day, there's a room called um, Bobby's Crazy but something like yes, that. Yes, probably rummage box. Rummage box which is full of miscasts and old stuff, and let me tell you, I've been all over, I've got rat... Let me tell right, let me talk to you about this, because this is a specialist interest of mine. Oh, yeah. This is, a, this is actually the, um, so I'm holding it in my hands, it's the Mantic Points Veermin Commander oh, okay. something, something, something the, yeah. it is. It's the Piper. Piper, that's it, and it comes with two rat swarms. Yeah. Now, I know that Matt James has been sending you photographs of my ratkin. Those it yours. It's my ratkin, which is my Viermin Yes, converts. So we've talked about developing races, and I know you said about, you know, getting your, your ratkin as junkers and all that kind of stuff, which is kind of a nice take on them. And that's how I've been working on. Them. So for those who don't know, this is, I didn't know this model you existed. Yours? Yeah, that's mine. Is that mine? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's my, that's my desk. Mm-hmm. Those are my brutes. I'm just sharing pictures of these models. I those are my yeah. Those are my blight. Yeah, a lot of yes. greens, a lot of you can green look stuff. Look at your pictures, you see. Thank you. The league. No one talks about the league. No one talks about the league. Not about the league. I talk about Ratkin all day, though. So you know, the, the races like um, Twilightkin, Ratkin, that don't have romantic models. Are, you know, is there is there a release schedule? Are We going to go
2: there? Well, it, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that I mean. <laughs> When, when Warpath first came out, I kind of repurposed some Kings of War sprues, and it wasn't the ter- wisest thing we've ever done. We've actually murdered for it, and rightly so. Yeah.
0: And it's since then, I've minute. been
2: very nervous about any kind of repurposing. But obviously, as what's happened is we've just got more and more and more tools, and there's, there's things with cool rats on it, but when I made them, we made them with no thought in mind to them being repurposed. <laughs> but actually some of the models are just lovely and, and people are repurposing them and actually for us to put some arms and some screws out. Yeah. Even if it's a stepping stone or, or as, a, as a walkway and then you put some hard plastic in. So we're having some fun with that in a relaxed manner, but not in a way that we, we want to alienate or feel that we're we saying this is exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, modelling yeah. activities that you're doing and, and we're seeing so many people do, um, it's great fun. Yeah, so yeah, good stuff. There's some great models here
1: cool okay um what else is there to talk about what else is going on so we've got a talk from you later on we've got some casting workshops going on so people can see how your models are casting workshop there's a kings of war role play yes let's talk about that yeah so kings of war role-playing game um is it's in play testing now
2: yep so it's a company called red scar yep they've done a lot of work with Modifius and so on so he's a talented role play writer um, it's, it's alongside that wing to saw where we 're just going deeper and what 's lovely about this is it becomes a very personable you know, personal um interaction with, yeah. with with the world um you know Matt 's given him some areas to start off with in terms of where the narrative should be set yep um and uh, yeah they 've got three play tests going today we had some up in the last week or two um so it, oh, excited about it. It, it it's some like to read some like to role play all of them are creating more depth and more oh, um, and it gives people an investment into the world doesn't it as well and all of it just goes in and because Matt's uh, pulling the strings and holding it together it won't feel like a disparate r- set of narratives it's going to come to them there's bits where he knows no you're not i talk about that yes let's talk more about this yeah. and then the game set in the same place and, and, and then as, as Kings of War develops all of it keeps building, summer campaigns, and, and the stories build and I think that's what's the joyous about our kind of toy soldier war games license is that it's layer upon layer upon yeah. layer. As people do great things, you see great models that interact, and, you know, the rat can have gone from something that was a little bit of an afterthought. Even the Northern Alliance, when, when Matt first pitched it, I didn't get it. I thought it felt a bit They're weak. in the original book. They were, and yeah. uh, I, put, I had to put it in, but I was absolutely going to ignore it. <laughs> you know, it studiously to be ignored, and I was like, I don't really want to go there, because it sounds bland. It sounded uninteresting to me. Then Game of Thrones
1: came out and made it seem cool. No, actually, it made it seem worse for me. Oh, did He You didn't because like that? Because at that it's point, I thought it, it was derivative.
2: Yeah, yeah, I thought it sounded derivative. And so what was kind of a little bit that then became, well, I don't know to be derivative. When we get to Vanguard, and this is what's lovely what's happened with Dead Zone, is because you can go on a tactical basis, and the sculpt is quite small for us. The yes. sculpt investment, but the effort you can put into the to the story behind it can become quite hard. Suddenly, I went. We talked, and I said, "Okay." Well, and then they went, "Okay." So they're, they're protecting this. This they used to call the old. from leaking here, but like they're looking after something that's up there, <laughs> and they they have chosen to leave the kind of organised society. Yeah. And you can imagine that if you dwarf. There's a way a dwarf lives in a dwarf society, and the two dwarves are go and be a blacksmith in the human society, yeah, you know, or, or or something connected with
1: dwarfishness, yeah,
2: or fully. yeah. And if you're an elf, you suspect, you know, it's a little bit of a claustrophobic society. It must be just so. It must yeah. be it's like being hipster, you know, don't no way <laughs> to do it. They're
1: you must your, eat vegan sausages.
2: Correct. You must roll your trousers up to halfway to your knees. So and uh, you must drink, you know, soy and milk. So. They go, oh, geez, oh, fuck that. So, you know, I'm not going to go bad, I don't want to do that, but I just don't want to hang around with these guys, I'm bit to tight. And, and actually, suddenly, this whole Northern Alliance thing became an alliance of people whose, whose value system outweighed their racial boundary. starting yeah. point. Yeah. I thought, that's kind of cool. And then they live there in their way and, and, and were this, this other thing. Then you get the fantastic skulls. And suddenly you go, yeah, we get yeah, it now, exciting, yeah. now. Hard plastics is there. It's not. It's neither. It's not a kind of crappy Viking army. It's not a you know the, the ice army from the other side of the wall. No, it's its own IP that's going to move on. It's a force of good uh, with a really strong story that I, I think is fantastic. And that's what's starting to happen is you if you you dig in and you and you and you create very cool races that will stand up to scrutiny and, yeah, and yeah. offer something that you've not seen before awesome cool
1: um i should let you go back to your adoring public i really appreciate the chat my pleasure thank and you very uh, much for coming down
2: thanks for sharing me your, or thanks for letting matt show me your uh Mackin. yeah cheers Matt. you're listening to car charge all right
1: so i'm here with mark from red scar entertainment Red Skull Entertainment? Red Skull Publishing. Red Skull, Scar- I'm so sorry, Red Scar Publishing. And you are here demoing the Kings of War role-playing game. Absolutely. So how many games have you demoed so far? Uh, just the one game this morning. Yeah.
4: two more to go this afternoon. And
1: how long is those demos? An hour, two hours? 90
4: minutes. 90 minutes. Um, yeah, i not being too strict.
1: Honestly. Not being too strict. So, um, yeah. Talk a little bit. So, you're, you're talking to CounterCharge tomorrow, I think. Yes,
4: um, talking to the main podcast buyers the, tomorrow. The
1: proper people. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That, don't <laughs> rub don't it in. To, yeah. it, makes, it hurts my feelings.
4: We're <laughs> um, so, officially at AHU, though, so that must be some. Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's right. I've got a microphone with CounterCharge written on it, so yeah. it counts. Um, cool. So, talk about little, what, what the demo is, how it's, uh, what the structure is, kind of that stuff. What's the scenario?
4: Um, so, the scenario is um, the intro um, scenario that will be part of the quick starts that we'll be sending out. Um, prior to the Kickstarter campaign Great. and it will also be formed part of the playtest pack that we're introducing to uh, certain groups as we head towards the um, Kickstarter um, and it ties into some of the history of The Rise of the Shadow King, which okay. was written by Matt Gilbert um, yep. for um, Dungeon Saga
1: Yeah Cool, and so it's uh, about a 90 minute campaign with four characters I'm seeing on this table we've got uh, Salamander Corsair we've got a uh, Stone Priest, a
4: Geomancer, a Dwarf, Basilene, it looks like. Uh, Basilene Paladin, yes. And uh, Half Elf Hunter. Yes, correct. Um, there are two more that we're kind of still working on in the background. Um, so there will be a Halfling Druid. Yeah. And also a, um, an Elven Mage. Um, both with their own little coax in the forms of animal companions as well. Yeah.
1: So. so, I watched a bit of the game, it seemed like people were having fun, it seems you've got some good feedback.
4: Yeah, lots of lots of good feedback from the uh, three yeah. or four times we've run the uh, quick stops.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I suppose this is your kind of the, the reason you're doing this, is you're going into play testing, is to really now stress test the, the different aspects of yeah, the game.
4: Absolutely. Um, We're, we're looking for feed- as much feedback as possible on as many areas as, as people can give us it. So, um, one on the system itself, their the likes and dislikes, um, anything they might like to include or, or see altered. Um, but also we're thinking towards a Kickstarter. So um, what people might like to expect to see in there, or, or, or you know, is, is a complete no for them. Yeah. So one of
1: the things I mean, you'll talk to this uh, to the guys tomorrow, but I really like these mechanisms. You've got three. I can see three mechanisms for affecting the way that you above normal actions. Yeah. And two of them belong to the players and one of them belongs to the DM. Yeah. So it's almost there's there's a bit more structure to it than the kind of the all-powerful DM that just wants to railroad people down a track, but actually you have to be spending the points that the players have given you through dice rolls. Is that how they're kind yeah, of the, that's the system? Correct,
4: yeah. So I mean um the, the payback that you, you mentioned there yeah? um is kind of a, a twofold effect in that it, it will la- allow the GM to introduce um, some elements that can can kind of niggle the players. Um, but also it will power um, creature effects. So right. it's, it's kind of not like a random use. It will be specifically tied to creature's abilities um, and, and then the more powerful NPC abilities also. Cool, awesome.
1: So, I mean, it looked really fun, but I'm, I'm conscious you're going to talk to us about it again, so I don't want to repeat what the guys are saying. Yeah. So I, and I also know you've only got about 20 minutes now before yeah. your next play group so. comes in and you need to get some stuff together. So um, we'll cut it there, but it's really nice to meet you and I'm really looking so. forward to it. When's the Kickstarter? Uh,
4: August, North August, North, yes. So we're playing
1: testers. Are you looking for play testers now?
4: Uh, as soon as this is out of the way, um, we, we take the feedback away, um, yeah. finalise the scenario, and then, yes, we're looking for alpha playtests, as we're calling it at the moment. B-test, beta playtests will be heading more towards the magic aspects and, right. and, and different areas that we'd like to... The more
1: complex. Uh, and just really quickly, because it's just interesting, what kind of guidance have you been given around kind of, I suppose, the fluff that you've put into your campaign settings in terms... Of, I just was talking to Ronnie about how they want to keep the universe as kind of as open as possible, but it's such a broad brush that people can... Um, uh, take their own stance on different, without affecting the overall narrative of the story. So how much kind of leeway have you been given in writing that narrative for, for the game?
4: Um, lots in certain areas and very restricted in other areas. Right, right. Um, but the great thing is that between ourselves, Winged who are the um, yeah. kind of novel branch of, um, of Mantica, yeah. and, and Mantic themselves, we're, we're collaborating closely to make sure, um, one, all of the areas tie up. Um, and two, we all have a nice playground to work
0: in. So. Yeah,
1: yeah. that's no, quite exciting times. Well, thanks yeah. very much, and uh, good luck with the next session. Thank you very
0: much. You're listening to Counter Charge.
1: All right, so I'm here with some gamers who have been to the Mantic Open Day. Please introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Kelvin. Bill.
5: Emily.
1: And Emily, excellent. Um, so we're nearing the end of the Mantic Open Day. How, how's it been?
3: Normal chaos, great fun. <laughs> as you'd expect. Yeah, it's, it's it's been good. We're me and Kelvin are old hand at this. Yeah. Quite a few, so it's a good day out. How many have you been to? Would you say? Uh, um, uh, I've missed three.
5: I've I've been every one apart from when they were in the original
3: office. Oh, the authentic is... towers in London. That's yeah. one of the ones I missed. Yeah,
1: you missed so, those ones. Yeah. Wow. So how does it compared to previous years? Different. Um, different the company changing, right? So company becoming
5: much bigger. very much changing,
1: yeah. yeah. There's,
3: there's always something new, um, either, either as, a, as a trial, they're trying a new experience or a slightly different way of running the event. So each event you come to, although there's there's a lot of things that are similar, there's also new or innovation or just yes. something different that they're trying. Very much so, yeah. yeah. And Ronnie's
5: always about talking... The next thing, the next thing. Yeah, the next thing, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Loose, Ronnie's loose lips, I haven't sunk this magic ship yet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's doing well. Well, someone said that Ronnie was, he was in marketing at GW. He was saying it was GW, he wasn't a designer, he was marketing, so he knows what he's doing. That leaking stuff, that's entirely dangerous. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean,
3: he, he did work a bit with um, some of the terrain stuff as well, the 40k bits apparently on, so, so he's hardly said. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. He's, he's a shrewd guy, he knows what he's doing.
5: So you, you played some games today? Yes, we played Van, Vanguard. Okay, my um, God, yeah. Have you played before? Went into the Kickstarter Yeah. Got the resin Dwarfs Which are beautiful And I can't and... do them justice unfortunately <laughs> yeah. uh, Got them painted up And that was the first time I've tried it Yeah. So You're ready to go now Ready to go um, Love the way it works yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's Hopefully it will get a lot of people into Mantic And into Kings of War It's, like it's a thing. great game system
1: yeah. I've not played it before today, today I played two games today um, and I got pasted in one and then I pasted someone else in the other but it's, it's not people saying it's hard to because it's D8 I don't find it hard at all it's actually not that it yeah. makes no, a lot of sense no. it's quite no. simple mechanics isn't yeah. it and it's quite quick to play
5: yeah. yes yeah. well all Mantic games are quick to play once you get the grip of
3: those rules you're away yeah
1: yeah, yeah. It makes a lot of sense have yeah. you
3: played any games today? Um, well only myself and Emily we had a go at the, um, uh, the new role playing game that coming out for ah, of War, ah, cool. which was, well, it was a little interesting I haven't role-played for <clears throat> years um, <laughs> and it was your sort of real first experience, wasn't
0: it? Uh, well, it was kind of, but I have played, role um, well, playing before.
3: Yeah. Oh, you've got a guy's kind of Dungeon Saga, which yeah. is a little bit similar,
0: isn't it? Yeah, and I think I had another go with a, a, a different Mantic Yeah.
3: Different magic game. So what did
1: you think of this one, Emily?
0: I thought it was really good.
1: What were you playing? What was your character?
0: My character. It
1: was the paladin. Ah, the Basileum, Basileum paladin. paladin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So it was good.
0: Yeah.
1: So how many out of ten would you give it? Ten. A ten! Ooh. It is the greatest <laughs> game that has ever been created. That's pretty good. I thought the mechanics were quite nice. So the way that, that you build up the dice, so that you build up through your actions, you roll a ten, you get extra points that you can spend. But then the DM also builds up points, so he gets, um, are the payback points? Yeah. yeah. If you roll a six, he gets payback points that he can use to, to mess you up, right? That yeah. seemed to work quite well. I quite yeah. liked it as a mechanic.
3: Yeah, you was rolling well quite a few sixes, weren't
1: you? So, a mechanic that seems to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, but it was your fault that you got there. <laughs> We all made it through the scenario. Um, well, yeah,
0: overall. I may seem be upset, though.
1: How, how did you upset someone?
0: Um, they, they said, oh, okay, I'll help you kill the skeleton. But then, because I had nothing to do, I went and chopped the orc's head
1: off. You chopped the orc's head off? Yeah, it was already dead though. Oh, that's <laughs> <fair enough. laughs>
0: uh, I, t- I technically helped get it on. But, and then they were upset because
1: they were like, oh, I wanted to do that. Oh, so you, you stole his kill, as you we were saying, so you got his XP. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good work. You stole work. his XP.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we had some. Uh, did you guys play the
3: secret game? No didn't, no. didn't get an invite into that, unfortunately, no. which I'm gutted about. Likewise, one yeah. of the guys
5: who'd come up from the club where I was got in and he came out and he looked exhausted. And We said, what's up? And he said, it's so funny. I haven't laughed so much in ages. So That's my annoying. comment was, when it's available, are you going to buy it? Hell yes. Hell is yes. the
1: answer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've, I've just been speaking to Ronnie about it, but he's... I'm not allowed to release that interview until they do the press for the game. So now I don't know what I'm allowed to say. So I have no idea what I'm <laughs> allowed to say. But I think we're allowed to say that it is really funny. And uh, I think, yeah, nef- nefarious, I think, is what yeah. we're supposed to say. We yeah. couldn't
3: get anything out of Ronnie, really. No, no, he was unusually
1: tight-lipped about that. I think he's, he's worried that people might steal the idea. Yeah. Yes. I think, because if they've got a year to make the game, someone else can knock out a quick game before that. So he needs to be... Yeah, assured of his right. IP, doesn't he? Yes. That makes sense. So there's not a lot of stuff for Kings of War here today, to be fair. There's not a lot of stuff for Vanguard. Yes. But Kings of War-wise... Well, yeah. Models, basically, what they're going for. Models, isn't it? Yeah.
3: yeah. I think yeah. That this, this... Because they're now doing two open Days a year, they're starting to theme them a lot more. Yeah. And I think this one was aimed more at pushing Hellboy and Vanguard. Yeah. Um, possibly Dead Zone as well.
1: Yeah. Dead Zone? Isn't
3: there a new Dead Zone? Push. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. A, a new summer campaign. Uh, su- su- summer campaign type. Yeah. It, yeah. There's
1: a Vanguard summer campaign coming yeah, yes. Oh, and he did let <laughs> slip they're doing Abyssal Dwarf Warband.
3: He did make well for Vanguard. Um, well, yeah, we knew he was doing that, but he was saying about hard plastics for Kings of Yore. Yeah, that was hard it. Hard plastic Abyssal Dwarves and the Northern Alliance hard plastics. Army is Are in they,
1: tooling now. Tooling at the
3: moment.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so there'll be a lot of people waiting for Northern <coughs> so, Alliance.
3: Yeah.
1: That'd be good.
5: That'd be a huge yeah. huge, huge cracking yeah, models on them already. So if he gets it right with hard plastics, it should be a good sell. Yeah,
1: yeah, really. I think they'll sell really well. Yeah. People like that idea. Yeah. I was talking about a little bit about the fact that I was like, oh, Game of Thrones has made that really cool, right? And he was like, well, no, that was a nightmare for us because the idea of guys from the North being a faction is a Game of Thrones thing and mm. he's worried about people thinking, yeah, oh, oh, the Northern is, Alliance is course. just copying that. Yeah. But I don't know, it's there in the original rulebook. If you read the original rulebook, there's a whole section about Northern Alliance. Mm-hmm. It's an elf yes. faction. It's an elf lord mm-hmm. in the North. Yeah,
3: yeah. they've yeah. been around for a while. Yeah.
1: But it's Not oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think we'll see big things coming around. Um... Things merging. I reckon, uh, kin, uh, what they're called, Twilight Kin, Night Stalkers, I think will become a single faction. This is my thing. Yeah,
3: the, the, I think the original concept from Twilight Kin was they were going to be elves with demons. Yeah. Uh, now they've, they've sort of, because they're still in flux, nothing's been really nailed down. I think they're looking at moving them in and pairing them up with the Night yeah. Stalkers.
1: And I reckon something's going to happen to the Brotherhood, because they're nearly dead anyway, aren't they? They've all been killed.
5: <laughs> didn't he say no, you weren't dead. in that one he, nothing's dead. he was saying that the brotherhood i think are now going to become almost mercenary so that they will they can become hired by the green lady hired by whoever that's interesting so get this split if I, if I was listening correctly
1: Ah, I like that, I like that, cool. So anyway, but, uh, in terms of the open day, you guys would recommend people come down?
5: Oh, definitely. Very much so. Yeah, I mean, let's say yeah. we've been coming for, what, 19 years? Yeah, Nine and 20 Ronnie 20. was saying this one sold out within... Four days, I think. Yeah. 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 Which is right, crazy. Yeah. 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 yeah, there you go. Doesn't seem so many people here this year. Perhaps they've sort I'm... of said, right, there's X amount,
3: that's
1: it, yeah. yeah. They've not oversold it. It's quite small, like that conference room with the seminar. There's only room for about, I'd say, 20, 30 people in there. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't want to get. Oh,
3: you know. yeah, we have been in there when you've had people standing all up the side as well. And it's, you know, that's big standing room, only
1: yeah yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Game of funk. You don't want that. No. It's not no. good. <laughs> <laughs> no, that
3: would have been the old site in bulbo.: Yeah, yeah. It's you know, a tiny room with many people and windows that didn't open. It's, no, it wasn't pleasant.
1: Yeah, nice. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks, guys, for talking to us. Really appreciate it. Thank I'll let you, I'll you get back time. to it. Okay
5: much.
1: Cheers. Hey, I'm Alessio Cavatore, and you're listening to Countercharge. So, okay,
6: so thank you. This is our last uh, seminar today, and this is normally the one with the most leaks. Um <laughs> just because it's late today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what we're going to do is we're going to have... Uh, Rain's going to talk a little bit about Walking Dead, about what's happening to Walking Dead. Uh, I can cover any hellboy questions if we've got that. Uh, and then we'll go on to Q&As as well, so... Ronnie, if you'd like, what's happening with The Walking Dead?
2: Well, exciting times. So we've released... I'll just take my hat off, I don't want to lose it. Um, we launched Wave 5, which was Fear the Hunters, at the tail end of 2000 last year. Yep. Um, and that was the first non-kickstarted expansion. So, no, so we ran out of stock because we forgot how many people backed it on kickstarter and there's quite a lot of people like what we're doing so we're getting that back in stock soon they've been reordered and that's coming back in that's been very popular it's also the end of the kind of narrative story at that point rick arrives at alexandria and they're safe from that immediate threat of having enough food and kind of weapons to just survive from day to day to day and um the The story art becomes far more. this is when they start bumping into the hilltop kingdom Negan and it becomes a, a a faction versus faction kind of fight for dominance story, which obviously when we sat on the license, we already knew it was going there, and that was one of the things that really attracted us to it was that you know it wasn't a board game it was actually going to become a war game and I think Did you always have that in mind yeah, absol- yeah no, absolutely yeah. Uh, absolutely and it was. It's very rare, I even mean, if you go to the bigger, Star Wars is essentially two factions. They've added a couple more on with the episodes one, two, three, but very few IPs, particularly movie based, but even don't have more than one versus the yeah. other, goodies versus baddies, um, because it's a, it's a complicated story to lay out mm-hmm. in. Um, and so this was one that always had that faction base. We hinted at it a little bit with the Woodbury storyline. You know, there's a couple more um, scenarios in there for player versus player fights. But it never quite, you know, it hadn't broken out yet into a full-on player versus player full skirmish game. It was always, I was definitely always a plan and the best game we had during playtesting was when we took about eight or nine figures each, lined them up on a 20 by 40. And there was and a, piece had of, a piece of war as well we did that. Yeah, we, yeah. we did it then yeah. and we still lose it. And um, so it was always kind of on the view, you also need enough figures to be able to play PvP games. You can't do that at wave one. You've got a few Atlanta guys and a load of zombies. By wave two, you've got Green Farm and a load more zombies. By wave three, you've got four prisoners. And some of the, so it's not until you've actually kind of got that critical mass. We slipped out Negan's gang in the Here's Negan game. Of course, they are going to be Negan's faction when that comes out. it's so they'll be released as the faction because they're all interchangeable. But of course, if you buy them that way, you get the game. You know, almost free. Not free, but you know, um, you get the minis and the game. So the Walking Dead Call to Arms, license permitting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably what we're going to call it because March to War a bit similar to All Out War, so we like Call to Arms. Um, it's going to be set at the point roughly where your guys are well tooled up, they know how to use machine guns and pistols and machetes and crossbows. Um, you know, you'll have a number of 30, 40 point figures on the gaming table. The, we've also just simplified a few of the mechanics. When you first play, I don't know, who, I don't know how many people have played all Out war? Okay, it's okay, so about half. Um,
6: how many people have played call to arms out there today?
2: It's about the same. A little smattering, yep. Um, a few of the rules committed uh, so you'd hope. Know. Um, so, um, the you know, when you first line up on that very first game with Rick and Carl, you just think, I just don't want to move, there's just walkers everywhere and they're going to bite my face off. And slowly you realise how to move yourselves, how to sneak, how to move the walkers, how to get a threat. But getting the other guys is quite hard. Quite often the killing was happened by the walkers, but as you got tougher and by way of two and three you're starting to see that
0: you
4: know,
2: if you are not game, became a sniper fest. But So we've simplified out some of the mechanics, we are taking out the nerve, we've taken out walkers only move once. And what that means is you can move them to one, you can send someone round, create noise, move them over, and now I've got a clear kill zone. Of course, the other person will be doing things at the same time, and so on and so forth. So guns start becoming more valuable. Yeah. The threat of the walkers is you know you can take one out, usually and then you roll badly but it speeds the game up turns into a bloodbath, turns into a kill fest which is exactly what you want so yeah really excited by it it's got me super excited I've not been quite as excited since Dead Zone second edition in terms of the type of games that I like to play it's very quick easy to pick up as soon as you're playing you want to play instantly again and tweak your rules lists and in terms of things like you know the Kings of War that's a major commitment both in terms of build and play time What's, roughly playing time for a game, hour and a half? Yeah. And you so two games in an evening. Absolutely doable and very good fun. You know, you, you're not gonna get, you are not gonna get mired down in, in in rules questions. Um, so yeah, very, have a call cool to arms. It's gonna be coming out late July-ish, maybe sometimes later in the summer. I kind of blew the planet yesterday, so Matt's not talking to me, but it's way better because of it. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> so we've just got to work through all of the changes that I made. But uh, yeah, we've got a great, big, beautiful range of plastic minis. You can you can build your faction, starting with Woodbury, Atlanta, and then there's kind of there's there's, there's two alignments: ruthless and what's the good one's called? Goodie. What? Lawful. Lawful. So you're aligned lawful or ruthless. And then there's neutral that can play for either side, so the prisoners can go either way.
6: Um, so, the gangs in your bags today, you've either got Woodbury, which is kind of the governor, or you've kind of got the prisoners with Michonne and Andrea kind of helping a lot. So, if you look on the Mantic blog and you, if you search for, well, March to War, as it was, yeah. you'll find the rules are on there, so you can actually start playing.
2: So, yeah, what you've got on your bag, you can have a go home, have a go at, spray some stuff on, put some inks on, and you'll be up and playing within minutes. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's going to grow past the so wave five there. I don't know if you've seen it, but the Hilltop minis are here. They're being shown off. They'll be coming next. Megan's faction will be coming out. So you're going to have straight away three factions. Hilltop will add it four, which will be too ruthless, too lawful. Um, and then as we roll through, the kingdom will get added. Um, and the. Whoosh, whoosh, will be coming. So all good things coming. I think it's you we've know, got a lovely release plan um, for the next 12 or 18 months to keep sustaining it still one of our top sellers, um, particularly in terms of recruiting people into wargaming. It's, it's phenomenal because people that are intimidated by a King's of War game or uh, other kind of games, this, the minis are there, the gameplay is very intuitive, it's a small amount of space, even Call to Arms throat March to War is 20 by 40, so it will fit on your kitchen table comfortably. Um, uh, so, any questions? Walking Dead questions? Let's do all Walking Dead things. I do have one here that was sent in from Taylor Hout, one of our US Pathfinders. Hi,
0: Taylor.
2: Mm. Um, I do That's the trade <laughs> very way <to> do this. <laughs> will the Atlanta Camp Deluxe mat for Walking Dead come back to site for sale? It's been gone for a while. No. When those deluxe mats run out, they will be gone forever. The only one we will keep in stock will be the one that comes with the base game. So. If you're thinking of getting your collection of the full sets, and they all do tessellators, as you may or may not know, the tracks run on and run off, do buy them when you see them. Mm-hmm. There is some here, they have some kicking about, but they were, you know, we did it in the Kickstarter. We actually reprinted them all at least once, but they are coming to an end if we, you know, if we do something, we do a 20 by 40 for Call to Arms. If we're going to come back and do something, we'll just do a double one there. At the moment, the plan is, as those sell out, we will up, we'll do the, the the base one again and hold that one in stock because the, the core game is still obviously the starting point. And from that, people can either go straight to Call to Arms now if they want, and you will have factions where you can just buy a whole faction, or they can go down the whole narrative route and and replay the whole mm. comic art all the way up to Alexandria. For clarity, we will not sorry, for clarity, but we will not. It's not an either or now. It's not Call to Arms is going to kill off uh, all our war. We will still have scenarios coming out for it there will still be all the releases will be able to be playable in both but the PvP version will be Call to Arms and that's what we suspect competitive players will end up playing and people who want to have a couple of games of kicking the crap out of their mate for an evening will play your Call to Arms will be your solo play your co-op play where you get together for an evening and play through scenarios that are you know win-lose as a group isn't sometimes competitive but far more narrative I think there's one question Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, you mentioned
5: the, the twenty five forty 40 map for that uh, can, can that please tessellate with the other
2: ones as well yes if we do it we'd, we'd make sure we did uh, it, it's an if because there's plenty out there and actually the, the base one you can just put two back to back there's a couple of points they can join on together so it might be necessary oh, I'm sure some other company will shark in there and do <coughs> it for us cause, um, it's, it's Fundamentally, it's not one of our core. Cool. Have you got a
5: favourite
2: many out of the Hellsalt range? Well, oh, Jesus looks pretty good, doesn't he? <laughs> uh, I don't know, you haven't seen Maggie either. Maggie's got an SMG. She looks quite tidy. She's in the other room, so if you're very nice to me, I might wheel Maggie out later. We've got three resin heroes at the moment. Do we, I mean, we're, we're playing with some of, the, some of the resin range. The Hellboy range is all going to come out in resin as well. And we're thinking of calling it out like, the autograph collection we'll have them online so for the painters who love the models but just want to have that absolute high end figure um, and I think some of those resin models are, are worthy because there. there's, there's a couple of ricks in there there's a couple of maggies in there but, but the ones that come out in resin are you know, just phenomenal so we haven't quite decided how to release those heroes yet maggie would make sense to come out with hilltop um, but you know, we've got a rick in resin uh, all I would do perhaps is the show exclusives they could roll out there, because they're, they're cool and good fun.
5: Uh, yeah, are you going to produce, because of the amount of different characters that are involved, are you going to produce cards like you have in Vanguard?
2: Yes. Yes. That's what I blew up yesterday, because <laughs> they'd, they'd written a rule set out, but I found it fiddly when I was using it. Um, we're going to relaunch the rule book, a lawful pack, and a ruthless pack.
5: Which will be like the, they're not, not figures, just the... Cards. So yeah.
2: everything you've got. Because what we're aware of is there's kind of there's, there's people in three states. There's firstly people about the Kickstarter have somewhere between everything in the Kickstarter or all four waves, yeah. minus <laughs> or plus the retail exclusive depending who bought them. But a decent number of models. What they want to do is purpose based for gaming. I know I do. Um, there's then those that have got into the game, bought up some of the waves, but again they've got a decent selection of minis, and then you want to kind of get your cards. Pick which ones you want to add to and then just pick up the boosters that are relevant to you. Cards allow you to do that. And the third group is people that are new, in which case you can just buy the rule book and either the would be faction or the um, uh, you know the Ricks faction and they will come with the cards in them. Um, or buy the card deck and then pick through the range which ones you want to get. So. I think this gives it it's a much cleaner way. You can, you can have them out on the gaming table. Yeah, it's really clear. You can put your tokens on them, which you can use from your all-out wall set. Yeah. Case, you don't have to have it, but the, the assumption mildly is that you will probably have the all-out wall set, just for things like the counters, the kill zone, measuring stick. Also there's 12 walkers in there, and you're going to need walkers still. So the, the by far most affordable way to get to that kind of critical mass is that you start there and that game allows you to go whichever way you want to go with Rick and Carl as well. So that's currently the plan and I think it's a, it's a better one for it. Um, Duncan who's around somewhere has been crying because he's gonna have to work every weekend between now and June to get the cards laid out. The carriage that <laughs>
6: Character card building. <laughs> nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 any questions? Walking Dead questions from you, Matt? No Walking Dead questions currently. Okay. Um, so
2: we can move. I guess uh, any. All of that was licensed to permitting. by the way. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's on there. It's on the Skybound's desk. We
6: need that. Uh, yeah, yeah. You need subject to approval. Yeah. Ask to get
2: that
6: across the bottom of this <laughs> one. It just says subject to approval on the bottom there?
2: Oh, subject to approval.
6: So any? I said rather than me kind of talk about Hellboy, is any really Hellboy questions? I guess. Uh, if not we can move on to Ronnie just talk more questions. Hellboy I
2: want to tell what's happened to Hellboy
6: well yeah so uh, Hellboy Kickstarter is all delivered now um, bar a few that may have been missed but it's yeah. a tiny percentage wise I mean it's the biggest one we've done 12,000 copies something like that um, so they're all gone uh, if you are a backer you may have seen in the front the Wild Hunt expansion uh, so kind of Mildly leaked yesterday. It was definitely leaked by you last week, but then yesterday it appeared on back So uh, the plan is at the minute that that will be available as part of wave two. So we're going to reopen the pledge manager. Uh,
2: hopefully we we see the box of evil. We should the box of evil. Oh, yeah, box of here, evil. So if you packed the Kickstarter and you got your add ons, there was Mexico, <clears> which will be a one print limited edition box. Um, We we will overprint at the Kickstarter, but we'll never go back to printing again, so it'll be a case of checking that out. Call to Darkness, which has no release date at the moment. We're gonna print the Kickstarter copies, uh, and that'll be done. And then Wild Hunt, we didn't get around doing the Kickstarter, we wondered whether we did it or not. James was working on it. We love where he got the game to. That was also the movie. So we thought, what the heck, let's do it while well, we're all excited about it. So we sculpted the minis and we've got that. So um, that's in a box outside, but we we'll, we'll, we should get everybody a picture of that, maybe we're gonna grab that. That's gonna be Wild Hunt. That's gonna come out in. So, well, uh, Gen Con,
6: initially. So Gen Con. If you're Gen year. Con, you'll be
2: able to get your hands on a copy. Wow. Yeah, and then September. Okay, so it's gonna be shipping it. And that will ship with backers. Working. Yeah, yeah. to Wave 2. So we've opened up the Pledge Manager, people that want to go back on and add that to it, it will... We, we will open
6: the yeah, next week.
2: Maybe. Obviously. No slip of the tongue there. We will open the Pledge Manager. So if people want to add it, it will go shipping free, I think is the deal. You can just add it to it as a more shipping, you just add it to your order. And um, we're printing it all at the same time. And then that's going to come out, which is quite cool because i will get people that have, 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 you know, back into the stores and picking it up.
6: And also on Wave 2, you will be able to add... Anything else unweighted. When we open the back of kit, there'll be cool. Nad, Hellboy Mexico. This
2: is right Hellboy there. drinking with skeletons in Mexico, getting drunk on tequila. Um, the other the other expansion that was an option was Darkness Calls. What's in Darkness Calls? Uh,
6: that's uh, just before Wild Hunt. So that's like Witches, Giant Wolf, Henry Hood. Uh, is that was cool. And then finally, this is the if you added both of those on, you actually got the Box of Evil. Yeah. Yep. yeah, there was an option to add the Box of Evil. And the Box of Evil came with it, with some extra free... Yeah, Eager bomb head, uh, floating, scu- uh, floating Japanese heads, which you always wanted, an Oni, and then Vladimir... I'm gonna, I can never say his name. Vladimir Girescu. What? Gires- Girescu. To Vlad- Vladimir Girescu. <laughs> no, Vladimir Girescu. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> Plus him. Yeah. 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 Vlad, yeah, Vlad for sure, there we go. So when we, when we finish the pledge manager, we're gonna, you know, a lot of people went for that. Quite a lot have got this, and now I think, actually, oh, I'll add that one on, because I'll get some extra freebies with it. <laughs> if you did back it, get yourself into that, and then we'll just place the final orders, and we'll get those. Wild Hunt won't fit in here. No, that will be in one of these boxes. It's out the front, yeah. and it's not part of the Kickstarter. It's just a retail, straight to retail we'll do that for everybody so and that would be kind of you know where we're getting the range to at the moment yeah and that's uh you've, um, i think everyone's got it i the think the these are the some of the nicest right? yeah the nicest boxes we've ever done yeah, yeah. they the respective what's inside them yeah. so um so that's hellboy and that's going to be you know kind of exciting <laughs> kind of exciting it's very very exciting, exciting. yeah um uh, yeah i'm coming out this year let's go and then yeah others as time goes by any questions, Hellboy questions?
3: Yeah. No, just echoing how nice the, the box is. Yes! yes. <laughs>
2: box is you know you're doing well with the boxes, yeah. <laughs>
0: actually.
2: How many people backed Hellboy in here? Is that a good? Yeah, smashing about a third. That box, we kind of love that box template, and that's increasingly when we have a Kickstarter bundle which we gain plus expansion, plus exclusives, plus cool stuff. We're going to try where possible, particularly as a board game, to do a box like that, so that you get the whole damn lot. And then big you...
6: shelf break. We want to break as many shelves as possible. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Destroy Kalex. And destroy IKEA down. Back.
2: Yeah, Korea. They're the men back. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. So, if you know, if you, if some of you may have been lucky enough to have been sneaked into one of the secret rooms today, you know, we yeah. hope that that game, when it comes out, would come out in a big box like that, which goes to the treasure chest, and be something super cool. Next time. We done. What's next? Questions. Great. Done. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yep. yes, sir. Is there a timeline for that game? Yes, there is. Uh, but the first rule about the league is. <laughs> you don't talk <laughs> about the league. <laughs> um, I think it's probably going to kickstart go to Kickstarter late summer, delivery next year. So. Um,
6: There'll be more details. Very right? more information will start. I'm sure trickling out over the next few weeks
2: but yeah you know we've, we've kind of uh, when we talk about the league it's the kind of meta but you, you know the, uh, who, did you play it? yeah
6: Do
2: you like it?
3: yeah has <laughs> <laughs>
2: anyone else played it?
3: sorry?
2: who else has played it?
3: yeah
2: okay. did anyone not like it? Oh, 100% you. <laughs> 100% of cats that were interviewed um, preferred it to their yeah no I think it's going to be it's going to be kind of exciting we've done a lot of work we've worked with James quite a lot you know, from from where we started our board game adventures with Dungeon Saga, which I thought was cutting edge, and everyone else in the board game industry wrote it, it was a classic retro style <laughs> game. So uh, we've kind of come on and got braver and and done some fun things. Star Saga was a great game, you know, very very playable. People are still loving that. Um, and we've gone and gone even further from there. I think we've turned a few things on its head with uh, with what we'll be doing with the league. So watch this space. We've we'll got a big campaign coming. Um, and hopefully it will be uh, it will be very exciting for everybody. When are you going to start talking about it? Obviously we can't talk about the league It's a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. So get your newsletter signed up. Simply make the room. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, oh yeah, there's a call for you any more news on the uh, hard plastics for Kings of War? going Yeah, okay, story question. Um, yeah, okay, I mean, last time we spoke about it, we were talking about perhaps doing a Kickstarter where we just put hard plastics up. I've either got mad or got braver, but we might just get on and do them anyway. Um, we certainly got one that's in tooling right now, which is the Northern Alliance. We're super excited about them on the back of Vanguard. and. We just put them into tooling. and we've started sculpting the abyssal dwarfs. Yay. So <laughs> you won't have any
6: questions to us now at the open days?
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think we're just doing them. I mean, whether we then go back and venture fund them or we just fund new ones, we'll see. But at the moment, you know, Kings of War is growing, the community is growing. Um, Vanguard is is bringing you know, he's, he's, he almost allowed us to double. Yeah, you know, with Vanguard, it's just so much easier to get into. You know, people can can, can ten figures and a couple of plastic sprues, and you're up and running. And most of the people that play our games or are thinking about playing our games are are seasoned gaming vets. You know, we're not we're not out there getting people started. I think Walking Dead does a bit, certainly in the US. You know, but the majority of the Mantic customers are already gamers. Time poor. Want to dive into something new, want something fresh, and Vanguard is an ideal way. As Deadzone is an ideal way to just yeah get a few figures going. So you know, uh, getting some plastics out to those, the PVC and some resins. It's, um, it means we've got kind of two markets for the for the range. They only have one or two if they do Vanguard. And they have about forty if they do Kings of War. Though, so mm-hmm. there is a. Are um, so we repackaging the Vanguard stuff for to make units? Yeah, I mean, we either to chuck some of the PVC into the army deal or the mega army deal, so you can do that, and we could add a couple of resin pieces just to finish off the unit and things. Um, but a lot of our Kings of War armies are predominantly hard plastic, and, and that's how we intend them to be, with some variant bits and, and some, some of the bigger pieces in plastic. So mostly, I mean, I've seen a few Northern Alliance armies that have, have come out of just people multi-buying the, um, the Northern Alliance
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. so uh, what, what's the
3: laugh of uh,
5: did you do it that's six different pledges <laughs> of Northern Alliance yeah. I run a six giant army
3: that's
2: the way we do it yeah. <laughs> yes we sure a, a few of those adapt to there's a couple already purposed down would the next update
1: for Kings of War be another Clash of Kings or will It would be version 3
2: oh who knows and um, we're right in that debate at the moment, you know, I think it's, we're just, we're having to make a call because we're starting to write the Clash of Kings book, you know, this is where you hung down to it. Last year, we absolutely felt that it wasn't right to do a version three. We didn't, we thought there was still too many things we wanted to test and nothing was broken. It's kind of a little harder at the moment, it's there, but it's, we're not, you know, I think we'll know the next two or three weeks because the Rules Committee have kind of had a load of stuff bounce back and said, well, you know, where are we on this? where we're we going on it I think it's one of those ones that it's certainly getting closer you know, I, I, think, I think it will be no later than next year if it's not this year it will definitely be next but um, I, think that's, I think that's the answer that's going to pop out in the next few weeks I know they've certainly started working on three anyway it's whether the tipping point is now or one more year and then, and then now but I think it's certainly within the next 18 months you'll see it and it, it could well be this year
3: That bring the uh, birth of the Ophidians. <laughs> now you've taken the Abyssal Dwarf question, off me.
2: Yeah. Well, the Ophidians are where the Abyssal Dwarf were. Um, the Ophidians are... Okay, so... There's two things about of the Ophidians. I quite like the story of the Ophidians, and the story of them is, is, is tickling up in the, in the background. But a lot of the League stuff is also harking back to these boys. These boys are kind of... Um, the League is the, is the group of people that nobody sees, nobody interacts with, but whenever bad things happen and you follow that piece of string back, you realise that somebody stood to profit from this misbehaviour, either because they're selling weapons to one of the armies or, preferably in their case, both of the armies, and that kind of operates out of affiliate. It isn't the videos, but it cooperates out of a video. They can, they can hide in there, and, um, and it's while they think they're all powerful and they are very powerful, they are one of the forces that's coming in there. <laughs> Similarly, now the Green Lady, who's very powerful and you know will, will not be thwarted. So, there's but that that
6: they become more uh, integrated, I think, kind of in the. I yeah. think we and you
2: saw the map there. in the Vanguard book that expanded it out into that extra space, mm-hmm. so we're, we're starting to deepen the story and with things like the role play books and the novels that are coming out, the I'd say the kind of human aspects of the story, which is not human, it's human, plus all of the orcs and dwarves and everything, races, but that, that, that kind of, it's not just dwarves versus humans versus Basilea versus Abyss. Army versus army is becoming that the whole world is becoming more complicated.
3: Everything's blurry,
2: yeah. yeah, more interesting, and you're going to get it from a personal point of view. You're going to get these novels from heroes and characters, and the characters are starting to come out, and the living legends are appearing in books. and And one of the forces that will probably more likely interact if you're playing the role play game or if you're playing the league game with your character's life than an orc invasion will be the league because the they, they'll either be you know you'll either be fighting against them or working with them to, to, to get things to happen, if you know what I mean. So that, that kind of very I didn't say human but of course not necessarily human dwarf, whatever else, aspect of the story is coming to the fore and, and we're having a lot of fun with that meta level and micro level that the world's building from two. And it takes a long time to get there but when you do, I think the the, the, the charm of the flot and the IP really explodes. I've ever happened to Morgoth in that kind of yeah who knows he's dead, yeah. he's dead. Well, we know maybe he'll rise again uh, it's funny because I think he was on the name of almost every single one of our two player sets for a few years and then he uh, was that great sculpt that, he's retired you know? he's, he should be retiring things off. Yeah. I'll find out he no, no, he's
6: retired isn't just like on a holiday he's on a beach what's, what's the, the equivalent of like Bournemouth <laughs> for them to so
2: go to he's in the equivalent of Bournemouth yeah, yeah. <clears throat> or he's part
3: of the league yeah Started up um, faceless book. Faceless book. On, a on, on that a of come <clears> back. <throat> any questions
2: in that? Nope. Okay. I've not idea was the René's Terrain Crate Two Pledge Manager going live this week. There you go. So anyone <clears throat> about any Pledge <clears throat> Terrain Crate? What was your pun? Oh, create expectations. So that's going live in the next. Next
6: week, yeah, yeah. So we're just uh, just ironing out some kinks, it's always fun to do these things, but um, yeah, so that should be next week, we'll along with obviously kinks. the hardware stuff as well.
2: Okay, so they'll be opening back up, we can dip into there, and then we'll be closing those off in four to six weeks' time. We'll leave them open as long as we can,
6: yeah. I think middle of June, it'll be open till
2: yeah, so that uh, we can get those and get those ordered and, and get them in and get them shipped. Yeah, so that's that.
5: Is that shipping before
2: Christmas? So? I think we're on the kickstart, it's January twenty. 20- 20. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll say January as well as ones who always say, hey, there's no rules, it'll be dead easy, we we'll get it done, and then one tool snags, and all of a sudden everything's delayed, and you can't ship anything, you've got that last tool, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So we said January, I think we're confident about it, but before we start getting excited, and then. We've
6: given ourselves plenty of time, cool.
2: Which yeah. means we'll be right up against <laughs> oh, Yeah. 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 Again. So yeah.
6: January 1st will be like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, need to get this out, yeah. yeah. But, um, it's when you start rocking backwards and forwards. <laughs>
2: <laughs> It'll, be It'll be fine. I just have a
6: rocking, I <laughs> have a rocking chair in my office, that's what i said.
2: saying. <laughs> <laughs> Get any other questions? Anything
6: else? Any more content coming for Dungeon Saga?
2: No, because the kind of results we would have done on Dungeon Saga is on the game you've just been playing. And that's kind of the next evolution, if you think of Dungeon Saga going to Star Saga. A lot of what we went to Dungeon Saga went to Star Saga, and I think the narrative is better the the gameplay is is more fun it's more complicated but but, but still there uh, this is kind of gone again you know it, 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 so at the moment no i think we, we are where we are with that we did fairness we do have a game called dungeon saga origins coming out which actually is where we've simplified dungeon saga down a little bit taken out the furniture put the tiles in as a couple of squares and we're trying to open that up at a kind of 40 quid price point to allow starter games, get it onto some shelves and do some of that other stuff with it. So that's coming towards the end of the year. Um, obviously, we've got no tools we'll new scenarios
6: on stuff as well.
2: Yeah, we'll, yeah. Um, I don't know whether you'll find it satisfies an expansion to what we've got, or as a almost new starting point for what we've got. It's a good alternative, like a good, fun... It's a bit lighter. Yeah, it's a bit pretzels. more straightforward. Yeah. You know, one of the things with the existing game is you lay out all those mats that takes quite time-intensive, but you need those corner points for the undead players to overwhelm the heroes. It's a bit more... The scenarios are a bit more narrative-driven, and there's things you've got to get on and do, which we kind of learn from Star Saga. So we've kind of followed some things back, so I think Dungeon Saga Origin should be great fun, and I think it's definitely t- a... You know, dad's and kids game, it's a Tuesday night, pop it out and let's play two or three scenarios through tonight. Um,
3: but uh, yeah, no further expansion to Dungeon Time at this point. I suppose, aside from the plastic releases, then what have you got lined up for Kings of War? Lots of, stuff. <laughs> Lots
2: of big stuff. I mean, we spent a lot, quite a bit of the last one just talking about. You know, how Vanguard was allowing us to look at kings of war armies and vice versa um, but certainly I think you know, we've seen over the last couple of years our resin is now well bedded in um, we've got some commitments to just the Hellboy Kickstarter we put the resin up there uh, but it's a relatively small amount of production compared to say Vanguard where the, the, I think it was 18,000 miniatures for Vanguard in resin which is nine months production So. Uh, Quantum, short of that, I think, 6,000, so about a third of that's three months. So the, the intention then is to flip that over predominantly to the Kings of War range and Vanguard ranges for the foreseeable. So, More like big monsters, that kind of thing. Yeah, you know, the Ice Giant will come out with the Northern Alliance release. We'll also do other stuff. And I think, you know, we've, we've loved what the Steel Behemoth and the Giant have started doing to the to the kind of scale. You've got minis, you've got cavalry, you've got large monsters now, you've got big monsters. I think more of that, more character things that make the gaming table look fantastic and exciting. People, the wing slash has been very popular. So, um, is a goblin slasher coming out?
3: <sighs>
6: anything,
2: <laughs> anything that slashes goblins? It's got yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's that one with
6: the. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, you, you even now I'm getting excited about goblins. So. <laughs> um, yeah, more big stuff, more cool stuff, um, more Vanguard factions. Which will inform units. The yeah. Palace Guard is now in the Basilean Army, you know, and so on and
3: so forth. You're going to continue to retrocast some of your older metals in, in raising up some of the lot of berserkers.
2: Yeah, I mean, if like we the, I mean, the Molochs went in. I think they've been done because yeah. they're particularly heavy, mm-hmm. quite yeah, fat yeah, models. Nice. Um, the Ogre Berserkers are do pretty well in the metal actually because they're not too big, they're not too heavy. Um, uh, you got a unit six. Yeah, well, six. So <laughs> I thought three not bad. But, um, yeah, when you <laughs> multi-base them, then um,
3: they have a heft to them. <laughs> um, I do for home defence. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: Good. Are we done? Yeah, I'm okay. Any more? OK, well, look, watch this space. I think if you've liked any of our dungeon saga or star saga... ..or, or Hellboy, Hellboy yeah. I think you're going to love what we've got coming next. We hope it's going to be an absolute monster. It's very much designed to appeal to everybody here, all of the Mantic backers, but then a whole lot more. You know, we're we're kind of, and we, we, we really enjoyed the freedom that Hellboy gave us because normally at the end of last year, we'd have been running a second Kickstarter, which would take up Rob, mine, certainly two or three of the team of creatives We'll be focusing on that, running the Kickstarter, designing the game, having the game ready and made. Having not done that meant that this summer, from now to the end of the year, every single product is coming out direct to retail. If you remember a couple of years ago I sat in this room and said we are determined to kind of, to, to move off the cracker of cane that is Kickstarter and make sure that our communities are growing and that's what's happening. We've got you know, the Vanguard book, the Dead Zone book, um, all the Vanguard releases. All of these are coming direct, the the Wild Hunt, all direct to retail. And and by allowing us to have time to focus on those things, that was what the payoff was from not was going to in the end of last year. So, you know, it's kind of super exciting, um, you know, if we can do it again and then also keep scaling up, we can bring even more resource in, which can kick on again and keep us growing. So, you know, appreciate it. Please, please watch out for the league. Obviously, remember the first rule. Um, well, no, once we announce it, then
6: people can talk about it. No, it's just have have to... To... Okay, no, it was the first rule of the league you to talk about We need people to talk about it then. At the minute, they can't talk about it, right? The not. second rule is they can talk about it when we we'll say they can talk about okay. it. Okay, <laughs>
2: right, <yeah. laughs> okay, right. That'll be fun. It should be an absolute hoot. We think it's going we have kept to kind of quiet because we're, we're also someone else to steal the idea and go before us, but we're getting close to where we'll talk about so it.
5: Is that coming in on retail then?
2: No, that, that is going to kickstart, right, and this right. is hopefully going to be. Well, uh, normally at this point we have loads of net. you know, this this time last year we have done Hellboy. And it meant I knew what my turnover was roughly gonna be this year. Um, because I don't recognise it until it's shipped. And so now I need to make sure that we've looked after next year so that we can plan on what our turnover is gonna be. So um that's gonna kick start in June delivery following June. Sometime around then. Um well on with it, those that have played it. Um, I'm sure we'll be talking about how exciting it is, and we've got some cool vids and flyers and what have you going for it, but um, you'll see the league emblem starting to leak out and watch the newsletters, um, and enjoy. <coughs> Anything else? You can release that tank that's right behind you, that drawing, on that picture, and walk off. Oh, the Lancer? Yeah. Don't, this one? Yeah, It's looks quite neat, that. It does. In 6mm or 28 Six of you. Right.
5: Right.
2: <laughs> Why not, Both. <buy> <laughs> <laughs> you know that tuning in budget I used to have. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Good. Thanks, everyone. Oh, thank you. Cheers. 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 Cheers.
0: Cheers. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on Countercharge. <coughs> Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at Podcast at gmail.com on Twitter at countercharge15 If you enjoy the show you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes Until next time keep countercharging Music is a composition of Kevin MacLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons